0: Welcome to Connecting the Community Podcast. I am your host, Andre. I will be connecting you to people, organizations, and events that create community. I am creating this podcast in Richmond Hill, an eclectic and very culturally diverse community with lots of trees and streams and interesting people just up the hill from Toronto. On this podcast, I will be talking with Russ Horner. He's been on the podcast before with Ross Toms, talking with the Legion. On this podcast, we're going to talk about one of Ross's other passions and his business, descriptive scanning. He takes your old photos, movies, slides, and other memorabilia, like letters, postcards, certificates, awards, and digitizes them boxes and boxes are converted to a usb stick it's like it's like magic so welcome back russ
1: thank you marge great to be back
0: yeah i am thank we i'm glad we found this time i always (laughs) enjoy talking with you before we get started talking specifically about descriptive scanning can you just tell us a little bit about yourself
1: Boy. Uh, okay, so I, uh, I I grew up in Maple, uh, and then my parents moved to Richmond Hill in 84. Uh, for me, always uh, thinking about starting a business uh, as, a, as a young person. Uh, got into the character and mascot business uh, early on, uh, starting the first business in 83, and um, that continued on. I still have it, uh, but it, it was active for 35 years. Um, I just talk about that business now. But in the 80s, I started a company called Cycle Communications, which was basically print brokering. And then we got into a lot of graphic design and um, a lot of image manipulation and that type of thing. And that's where I really learned the um, basics for this business, uh, descriptive scanning. Uh, That continued on to 2008. Um, But... Uh, always had a, a passion for uh, personal histories, and uh, that was always in the back of my mind. How do I, how do I form a business around personal histories? Uh, last ten years, uh, thirteen years, uh, two and a, I had three two and a half year contracts. One with the Olympic Games in uh, communications, then with Rick Hansen for two and a half years. Um, as a community engagement manager, and then two and a half years with McDonald's uh, in their marketing department uh, at their head office. Uh, and uh, and then really been going full on with my community work and descriptive scanning.
0: Right. Woo. Okay. There's a couple more podcasts and all that story, specifically <laughs> about mascots, because I have sure. heard you talk about that and I want to hear more. So um, thank you for filling in some of the details uh, there, Russ. Okay, first, what really is descriptive scanning?
1: So descriptive scanning is exactly what you described in your opening, Marge. Um, It's a business where we take photos and films and documents, everything that you listed, we digitize them and usually put them on a, a memory stick, but there are other delivery methods um such as we transfer and some people still want dvds uh not very many but still some do and then depending on the size of the project um they can be emailed uh, as well uh the business started really uh out of a passion for personal histories as i mentioned my own family my my Desire to learn more about my grandparents and my uncles, and uh, who were um, involved in the military. My one uncle, in particular, involved in the military, and my my father. Uh, but that's where it grew out of. Uh, in the early uh, 1990s, uh, started really thinking about how to do that. Picked up some books on. There was one book I picked up called The Biography of Me uh, and a couple kids' books like Who is My Mom and Who is My Dad? And that really started me thinking more about it, but I was busy with other things. And then in 2015, 2015, I started my the first business around that. It was actually called You Verbatim. And it was all about interviewing people about their life stories verbatim. Uh, i never put any added added words or sentences in, followed up with uh, a book and photographs. So I did that, uh, but I found it wasn't really doing what I wanted it to do. So in 2018, I changed the name to Descriptive Scanning, and that has, it completely satisfies that interest in people's personal histories and me helping them to preserve it the name descriptive scanning uh was decided upon because i do encourage people to when they have photos or anything scanned to label it or put make up stories around the photos or the um the films or whatever whatever it is uh describe it because a photo with no label is kind of useless uh to for future generations it's always about thinking about the future generations who will be viewing these documents and photographs, who are these people? Uh, and uh, so that's the way we need to think: is not about us wanting them digitized for us; it's about getting these items digitized for the future.
0: Woo, well, well said. <laughs> now, um, so do you do this like in your? basement i do you talked about getting some equipment i'm trying to imagine what your setup is can you
1: describe it sure Uh, yeah i can i can um so yes it's all down in my basement i essentially have seven stations uh in in my basement basement uh each with a computer each with the equipment that i need with each with the software that i require Uh, Every station can do the same jobs. So for example, I have seven scanners. Actually, I have 10 scanners, but seven set up uh, for specifically slides. Uh, So when when I have a job, a large job for slides, 35 millimeter slides, uh, then I can do uh, 16 at a time on each of those scanners. And I basically, it's a bit like a, scooby-doo cartoon Uh, when the when uh, one batch is ready then those come off new batch goes on then another one's finished it's a lot of running around but uh it's very effective uh and uh, a way to process a lot more i need more i need more scanners i need more equipment i need more room and so i don't know how much longer i will be uh, where i'm at uh, but uh it is effective uh, and everything is basically in a circle so it is easy access because there is a lot it gets very noisy sometimes with all the scanners and then you're doing films and and then you have uh the high speed photo scanner and different things so it does get noisy and it does get there is a lot of running around but you're welcome to come down uh and have a look uh it's not it's not pretty uh but it's very mm-hmm. effective and uh it's uh it's it's fun to work down there for sure.
0: Whoa. Okay. What a magic. sounds like a magical place. And I think technology is changing too. Are, are you probably finding that there's new, better, easier ways of doing things?
1: Well, there are, but over the years, and we're talking a long time that uh, I have tried new things. What I can say right now is that I'm always looking for new new ways and new things. But right now, my system is very, very good. Uh, it's effective uh and th- the big thing is in the software it's the software uh that really really has enabled us to do uh really neat neat things so i just I just my delivery this morning in uh Newmarket uh was of uh films and slides uh and this was for this client wanted all the films together and a the, the and music in the background and different graphics and with the software uh I can do that fairly quickly because there are so many tools out there now to make it easier so the 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 most tedious part is the digitizing it's then how do you how do you finalize it uh and prepare it for delivery to the client. And every client is different. Some of them want every photo labeled. Sometimes when you get a box of slides, uh, there's the year on this box of slides that says 1967 North Bay, Ontario. That's what they want. Um, So some want title pages before their films. They want, can you put a title page before the film, the video starts saying this is uh, this is where this takes place and who's in this video. Uh, so everybody's a little bit different. But the big part is the software, march. Uh, the hardware is hardware. There is new equipment out there to do things. I'm very pleased right now where I'm at um, with the seven stations uh, and hoping to have a couple more soon uh, because it works. Okay,
0: and the yeah. whole goal
1: here is to give people what they want that's what it comes down to. What, what do you want? How, how in depth do you want to go with, with these things? How much editing? I mean, we always take out the blue space in in videos Uh, that's, we edit that out. Uh, Someone leaves the video camera on while they're while they walked around with it. Well, that's easy to take out because of the software. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's the software that makes a big difference.
0: Okay. That you've, filled in all lot of blanks, you've got me, hmm, I'm curious about what to do, so yeah, you know, this is something I'm thinking of doing, I have that coat of old files in the back of one closet, are all these old tapes, which I am never going to listen to, whatever, so um, okay, so I'm, New Year's project, I'm going to give them, get start this.
1: I think you well, said that last year.
0: I, yeah, I did, <laughs> <laughs> keep on me, uh, but do I need to take all the photos of the albums and then label them? Um, do I, you know, have different files for wedding kids, grandparents? And then can I sort them after you digitize them? Like once you give them to me, can I manipulate them? And the family movies, like what happens there? I'm, I'm like, do you just have a file and you, pre- you press this one and it plays a 20 minute thing of Christmas 1967?
1: Absolutely, so getting back to the photo albums mm-hmm. uh photo albums take up a lot of room. People don't want photo albums, and the kids of the parents that have those photo albums don't want them either. Yeah. so there's a couple ways to do it. There's a number everybody is different again. Some people want the whole page of an album digitized. Uh, it sounds easy, but sometimes those old. They call them magnetic albums, but really they're just the old photo albums from the 80s where they have that plastic cover over it. And they're kind of sticky, but they're not glued, but they're sticky and they're hard to get out, uh, The fo- hard to get the photos out. So sometimes people want the whole page digitized, uh, especially if uh, some some people have taken a lot of time to build almost scrapbooks. So there's they've cut out words and they put words in and they're pieces of art really. So in that case, they want the whole page done. Uh, other people just say take the photos out and don't and then throw the out al- throw the album out. If they're good, I donate them to our thrift stores, the old albums. Uh, but uh, most of the t- most of the time they're they're not very good. They just need to be disposed. But they don't want them back. Some people don't even want their pictures back. They don't want their slides back once they're digitized that's it they don't want to see them again but with the albums it all depends what you want to do there's there's options there um the and sometimes with those old albums that are stuck in there I tell people about a little trick that you can do to get them out uh, is get us an old spat get a spatula and a blow dryer and just heat up the photograph itself or the page and then slip the spatula underneath and that does a good job in getting those tough ones out you, you probably have youtube videos.
0: for that and i watch right that's cool right. yeah
1: right
0: <laughs> yeah i, I, think really put I do that have in a little really, clip yeah. on
1: that uh yeah. on you, my that uh, was good Facebook yeah. page
0: okay um but the question i have is so you've got all these pictures can i like manipulate them could i take uh, a wedding photo and make like a anniversary card or something like that can I, is there ability to do that
1: oh 100%. Okay. And for sure once you have them digitized you can do almost uh almost anything uh, uh with them for sure. Uh mm-hmm. people have made books, lots of books. I have one client every time they take a vacation they produce a book uh, through Costco or um Shutterfly or whatever mm-hmm. every trip. Uh so They've done all their old trips where they did have the physical photos and they've made books out of those. And now it's all digital uh, anyway, but sure. Once you have all of your photos uh, digitized, uh, they would be put in, as I say, you can have them, uh, you, the the client gives me the direction. How do you want me to label them? How do you want me to sort them uh, into the digital files? So usually Again, that North Bay 1967 box of slides, there will be a folder labeled North Bay 1967 with all the photos, usually just numbered, but you can have them all pre-labeled. It's easy for me to do just all North Bay followed by a, a number, a unique number. Mm-hmm. Uh, but once you have those, you can relabel them. You can put them in different order. You can make books, uh, slideshows, whatever you print them out. I we don't do any outputting, uh, so I just say, Go to Walmart, here's your stick, go to Walmart and print them off. They do a fairly good job, and we do that all the time. Okay. Uh, so yeah, you can do whatever you want afterwards with them.
0: Okay, that is good to know. Okay, um, and so in the family movies, like do you have like a file folder and with the different movies there, the same same story? thing?
1: Okay. Exactly the same thing. Uh, it's no different, except the files are usually a little bit uh, larger, like the mm-hmm. eight millimeter films. Uh, they usually, every item that is digitized, usually has a unique number at the end of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Usually, when it comes to photographs or lots of films or slides, I organize them with the year first. Mm-hmm. Then the uh, month, then the day, if that's available. Then what is what is the item? Okay. That way, people get all of their items on the USB stick in order of year, mm-hmm. and that seems to be the e- easiest thing um, to in order for them to find what they're looking for.
0: That makes a lot of sense, Senda. But the Just... more
1: you detail you put in that label, like it's nineteen sixty-seven, July. Sixteenth and then uh and then you could put in uh Mary Susan Jimmy wedding, yeah, let's say uh so now, if you do that, you can search for Mary mm-hmm. all the Mary photos will come up, all the mary any film with Mary and it will come up because you've labeled it that way, so that's something to keep in mind when it comes to search, like my personal photos, my family. Hard photos, not slides, but hard photos. Uh, There's about, we have about 55, almost 6,000 of them. They're all digitized. Everyone is labeled with the year and who's in the picture. And there's lots of reasons for that. There's weddings, there's celebration of lives. There's all sorts of occasions and situations where uh, there's resumes, uh, there's biography, there's all sorts of things where you might need a picture of Mary or jimmy mm-hmm. and all you have to do if they're labeled just put in the name and search and they all come up wow that's really yeah. important
0: very important i think moving forward we need to get better at labeling our photos because very often we don't okay yeah yeah And for I, sure. i'm thinking as well it's it's important like you know I, I normally there'd be one you would have one photo album and you, you have five kids. Well, what do you do with one photo of them from five kids? So here they each can have their own family history and not have one person have it. And I 100%. Like that idea. And that's a
1: really good point is is the one thing that I worry about is um, that memory stick that I give you. You can save these items up to the cloud. They can be delivered via the cloud, but I still worry because there's there isn't that tangible photo anymore. It's gone. This is the last chance. Um, So when I deliver the memory stick to people, uh, I do say download it right away um, onto uh, another computer, make different copies, make copies to give to your kids. Great Christmas gift. Uh, This one uh, client in Newmarket today that I delivered to, he wants 14 of them. He wants 14 USB sticks with this project on it. It's not uncommon.
0: Um, But to make
1: multiple copies and to share with your family, that's what it comes down to. And this is, it comes back to what I said earlier about, think about now, yes, enjoy your photos now, but also think about future generations. And yes, the technology will change, but at least you've done the work and you've shared it and it's not lost. So, um, yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, very important. And I wanted to talk now about the why of doing it. And we actually are talking about, you know, why should we digitize our memories? And it's just, you know, let's let's not lose it. We can tell our story. Um, it's much more than decluttering the back of your closet. It's really, again, telling your story. Uh, and I, I'm thinking of people that, you know, I feel like I live a boring life. I've always lived in Southern Ontario, but other people have lived in unusual amazing places gone on different trips and they're just uh again i think we need to make it more of a priority to um tell your story uh you're right and then also i'm thinking of you know celebrations of life funerals even like 80th birthdays, some fun things it would be so nice uh to have these photos easily accessible so um yeah i, I really do encourage people to do that so um how else would you answer the question of why? If someone asks you, what, like, why, why we do, why do we do this? Um, do you have a thirty-second elevator speech?
1: <laughs> well, I, I, I really, it's, um, it's your history. There's only one Marge Andre, and you've been on this world a little while, and uh, you have family. And I don't know about you, but certainly in my family, I wish that my grandparents and great grandparents um, wrote down more things, recorded more things. I wish there were more photographs of uh, my, my family. Uh, and for me, that's really important. It gives me, myself, a sense of identity, of pride uh, for my family and what they did in their lives. Uh, it gives me a great sense of identity of who I am and maybe why i am the way mm-hmm. i am yeah for me personally uh it's really important to those items uh my parents items from when they were children uh growing up and uh, the fishing that they did and all sorts of things it helps give me a real sense of who i am and why i do the things that i do and enjoy the things that i do mm-hmm. uh, when i think about the future i did have a client that just said, I went into her home and she had all of these photos and albums all scattered over her living room floor and just said, Russ, pick everything up and digitize everything and then throw everything out because my children don't have an interest in any of them. My answer to that is there will be somebody, there will be somebody maybe not right now maybe not next generation maybe not even the next generation that will say you had all that technology why didn't someone do this for my benefit yeah and and i think that's uh, that is it's it's really um it would be sad when that mm-hmm. one person wants to find out who that who they are and they really can't because it stops at a certain time. So I think it's really important for a couple of reasons for your own self and sense of, wow, look at my, what I've done in my life and the history of it. And I forget most of it, but wow, that brings back, it brings a lot of joy, brings identity, a sense of identity and also thinking about future generations.
0: Okay. Okay. Thank you. Well said. Do you have any other interesting stories? You've mentioned some clients, books, albums, all in their living room floor, Uh, someone wanting to make 14 copies of their stories. Any other interesting stories?
1: There's so many stories. Everybody's so different. What I can say is that I I do appreciate that everybody is different, which is why in my model, uh, I want to go and pick up and deliver, which is why I'm in Aurelia today. I have three clients here in in Aurelia. It's important for me uh, to do that so that they're seeing the person that is actually doing the work and taking it away and bringing it back because these are one-of-a-kind items they're very very important to people uh so i just wanted to mention that but uh there's there's so many stories and for some reason i'm getting a lot of retired doctors bringing me their laboratory slides i know there's thousands and thousands of them uh not i'm not comfortable with some of them but you know they're that's what they want to do to preserve their own uh, their own history um I've done uh, things in people's home. I've done scanning in people's homes. They've said, we don't want these items to leave the home. I say, no problem. I will come to your home, sit, bring my equipment that I need. I'll do it on your kitchen table. It might take all day, but I'll do it. And, and that's, so I've done diaries. I've done important documents that they do not, one scan, one scan of one document, uh in uh people's homes uh it doesn't matter to me it's important to them that's what's important uh an estate gone to a storage uh complex this family had two storage units one was filled with photos framed photos documents movies and and the, the parents had passed away left the kids these two storage units including all these films and photos and And I had to meet the lawyers at the storage unit to go through, you know, everything and what they want done. And that was a huge project, but uh, very, very important. And I keep thinking about this one fellow uh, in Newmarket that had 7,000 slides. And he's an elderly fellow. And he said, Russ, it took me three years to sort out (laughs) 7,000 slides. And I've narrowed it down to 2,700. And when I went to meet him for the first time at his house, he just looked so haggard from doing the sitting down with a little slide viewer, going through all these. Okay. Cause he, he loved cars and planes. So he put all those aside. Like it just, everybody's just so different. But there are lots of, lots of stories. And I think my one of the ones I just posted, March on Facebook, on my digital scanning Facebook page is about the um, family in Thornhill. The grandmother met a USGI in New York at a Frank Sinatra nightclub in in the late 1930s. These two people met, they fell in love. The GI from the US, the USGI wrote 340 letters to his new girlfriend in Toronto, when he went to overseas during the war these letters covered the war their relationship we scanned every letter every page of every letter transcribed every letter including the envelope uh and then finally they just in the past two weeks they have released they made a book into it this is three years ago we worked on this project it was a huge project and now they've made it into a book and I've shown that uh, on the descriptive scanning facebook page uh and that's really how far you can go. It's an extensive it's a piece of art this book it's really quite remarkable and to read these personal letters from this germ- this um um u s g i who was stationed in England, writing back to his future wife and the the love and the the history about his situation. He couldn't say too much because of the censors, but uh, he did say some things and really quite remarkable. That whole family um, story is remarkable.
0: Whoa, that is a good story. I'm sort of glanced at your posting. I'm going to go back and uh, read that. I do want you to talk about one interesting thing. Cause it's like, Hmm. I, I looked at your website and I saw that you had worked with Frank Triano to put his brother, Dominic Triano's story together. And Frank is my next door neighbor. So it's (laughs) like, so just tell me a little bit about that.
1: Yeah. I remember, I remember passing you on, when I was driving, passing you on the street and, uh, and you looked at me like, what is Russ doing over here with this, this funny car there? Uh, But yeah, Frank reached out, uh, reached out to me uh, a while ago now, uh, Mm -hmm. telling me about, um, uh, his brother, and that he was doing a book, and uh really had worked hard at it, so I found that I was um uh local uh and uh so we had a good chat. He showed me the pictures that he wanted to use in his book. I kind of forget how many photos I did for that book, maybe fifteen or so, I'm not really sure, but they all needed some cleanup work, so they were digitized. And then uh, I cleaned them up digitally and got them ready for him to include in his book. Uh, so, yeah, we, he, he came back and forth. He's one of the few people that actually have been in the basement uh, to see, see, see how, uh, how it's all done. But uh, uh, no, it's uh that was pretty cool, and again, yeah. it's all about this preserving history. Mm-hmm. And uh, he did a fabulous job. That's a big job writing a book like that. Yeah. Uh, but it's his brother, and uh, he had yeah. an amazing career for sure. So mm-hmm. that's how that uh, just came to be, and it was a real thrill to be part okay. of it.
0: Yeah, it was just I was surprised to see my next door neighbor featured on your website. So Great. that was cool. Okay, anything else that you wanted to add, arrest?
1: well just just that if people have questions uh, about how to do things it can be very cumbersome for some people some people don't have an understanding of even what the what a usb is as opposed to ups uh, it's it people have a different level of knowledge and i completely yes. understand that for me it's about making things as easy as possible which is why i like to go to people's places of work Uh, or their homes uh, to talk to them or have a look, but they're welcome to call anytime or email me if they have any, how do I do this? Mm -hmm. Uh, Where do we start? Um, That's the big thing. So I just wanted to add that. We just, I just really try to make it as easy as possible. And I think I mentioned to you, this is a people business, Marge. Uh, It is about people's precious, precious items. You know, when you, when you think about, people suffering through tornadoes and hurricanes and they, what are they? I found a picture in the rubble kind of thing. You know, these things are really, really important. And that's why I like to go to people's places. And even um, they'll, um, they'll say, Russ, how do I put the memory stick in my TV? How do you do that? You know, this is all, it's pretty new technology for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's nothing better. I've had tears in my eyes sitting on a couch with some people, because they haven't seen these films or photos for years, for decades, and to see them in their own home, on their big screen TV, is really quite an experience, and that okay. is my favorite, favorite thing to do, the delivery.
0: Okay. I I love that. Okay, I do end the podcast with guests' comments. Same question. Name one thing you really like about this community.
1: Well, I think right now, the biggest thing for me, what I love about the community is thinking about the potential that Richmond Hill has. There is so much potential. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling, especially post-COVID, that um, there's uh, people are coming together in lots of different ways. In the last year, I can't tell you, with my work at the Legion, how much? How many people have uh, have approached me with ideas and thoughts, and how can we how can we work together on this? Different community groups and different backgrounds, and it's really really exciting. And I, when I look around, I go, "Wow, there's a new restaurant or there's a new organization." They're coming up everywhere. So I think right now, my my feeling is there is a huge opportunity. For for business, for community groups, for events, um, I think we're just at the tip of the iceberg right now uh, for this, and it's and I'm saying that now because I feel that uh, I feel that potential. It's quite uh, it's quite invigorating. Uh, and meeting new people. And uh, you're in that business, you this is what you do is bringing people together. And I don't know about you, but that's the way I'm feeling right now. It's the potential of this community.
0: Yeah, I I feel like things are exploding. We had been for a few years, sort of like a stifled. And now we're that's uncovered. And we are out there busy doing, uh, celebrating and enjoying each other's company. So yes, thank you for saying that. So Russ, this was a delight to talk to you. I am so excited. Uh I please, please bug me to get my stuff done. Uh I think I like everyone has an interesting story to tell.
1: They do for sure. Well, thanks, Marge. Really appreciate you having me again. Thank you. I really appreciate it.
0: Thank you for listening. I would very much appreciate you sharing this podcast. Please tune in next week as we continue to explore the community. Consider emailing me at marj, M-A-R-J, at marjandre.com. I welcome suggestions for podcast guests. Stay well, stay connected.